Hello friends, you appear to have found your way to a, a brand new Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition actual play podcast called um, Live Laugh Lovecraft. What this is, uh, for those of you who aren't aware of what tabletop roleplaying is, we are a group of people who are occasionally funny and we are going to be going on an adventure together uh, which I've concocted in my mind using a lot of source material from H.P. Lovecraft and Wizards of the Coast. Uh, basically, um, you don't need to know anything about fantasy, you don't need to know anything about Lovecraft. What it really is is a comedy improvisational podcast um, and that's all there really is to it. Occasionally we throw in some dice but that's where it pretty much ends. I'm Sam uh, and I'll be the game master over this this podcast series. I'm a bit like the director in uh, a movie or a play um, but I have a gambling addiction and um, whenever people want to do things, I, I just have to see whether I'm feeling lucky or they're feeling lucky and, and work out what happens. I think the best thing to do now would probably be to just get into it, if everyone's ready. Yeah. Yes. Our adventure begins in an unexceptional land, a land which historically has had a, a lot of troubles. But now things have been settling down. It's been business as usual for a few hundred years. Our adventure specifically begins in the free city of Angleveld, which is nestled between the two countries of Zamira and Caspus upon one of the five continents of Zamoras. The city itself was originally built to be a centre of learning by a number of very clever people with far too much money. However, as time has gone on and the region has become increasingly more wealthy, people have begun to move to the city. It's expanded. The original sandstone buildings of the university are swamped with homes and shops of every imaginable shape, size, colour, description. It's a city with a very long history. And... Currently, the city is preparing to celebrate the Festival of the Red Moon, a commemoration of a great battle between a hero many have forgotten and one of the old gods, Eertrell. However, before this festival begins, our adventure begins in a small tavern, as many other adventures do. A tavern called the Jolly Albert, which has become locally renowned in recent times for its wonderful food, providing interesting and unique flavour combinations to those who travel to it from far and wide. Inside the tavern there are a number of guests occupying six of its tables, each of which are of a different size and carved from a different wood. And there is a jolly looking barkeep standing behind the bar, tending to whatever his business for this day may be. At one of these tables is currently sat a tiefling and a dragonborn. A rather large dragonborn with a very imposing great club. If you would like to introduce yourselves, Ivy and Brogar. We can Ivy. edit out the gap, it's all good. <laughs> Ivy, go ahead. Not, neither of them are me, so it's just not my fault. <laughs> Ivy, are you there? Yeah. Yes, I am here. Um, so Ivy is a tiefling with blue hair, horns, and a rather severe bun. She's dressed in thoroughly sensible clothing, uh, which cannot be said for every patron in this inn. Uh, and as she looks up at the hulking dragonborn, she frowns. Wow, okay. Um, the the dragonborn, uh, a seven foot tall dragonborn who is stooping a little bit, sitting in this tiny chair, uh, is Brogar. And Brogar has the clear build and charisma of Arnold Schwarzenegger in Predator. Um, unfortunately, with the intelligence of Arnold Schwarzenegger in The Running Man. Uh, 
He is uh, currently, he's, he's massive, he's gold, uh, and he's got his t-shirt on backwards. And he's currently trying to do that thing where you have the beer mat at the edge of the table and you flick it and catch it, and he's failing miserably. As you, you flick up the beer mat, um, attempting to catch it, you slap down on the table. You notice a, a small hooded figure about three feet tall in the corner sort of scowl at you, and then he goes back to his reading and writing. As uh, you continue to converse between you, you, you notice the, the portly uh, innkeeper walks over to you. Uh, hello, um, I was just wondering if we could perhaps get you uh, any, anything to eat here, um, or, or to drink if, if that would work for you. Well, that sounds delightful. What what are your uh, specials today? Oh, we we have uh, all kinds of magical delights. Uh, we've got uh, some some boeuf, boeuf bourguignon. Uh, we we uh, also just have a uh, well, really. I'm going to be honest. We haven't got too much of. It's pretty much beef uh, made in different ways at the moment. Uh, beef sandwich, beef bourguignon, beef with potatoes, or uh, you could just. Bourguignon sounds beef. sounds perfect. Oh, what, 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 what's bourguignon? I'm not entirely sure. Um, it's something our cook seems to have made up uh, recently, but it's very nice, I assure you. No, I'll, I'll go for the sandwich. That sounds that sounds complicated. Uh, uh, okay. Um, so he he walks back into uh, behind the bar. He sort of walks into the kitchen and, and scurries out and, and wanders upstairs. Um, upstairs in this tavern, we have rooms, um, and he walks up to one of them. There are four, uh, and and he knocks three times. Inside, you hear a, a, a strange stirring, weird sounds coming from downstairs. You can you can hear it, but it's it's not common being spoken. It's not a language you fully understand. As as the the innkeeper opens the door, uh, he looks in and, and notices a well, as expected, a very small green creature lying in bed. The room is bare, um, with just a bedside table, a, a wok which is very sooty on one side but kept impeccably clean uh, on the inside a prayer book and a, a warhammer which has been very heavily used and appears to be stained with a, a little bit of blood um who is this character um well i'll tell you as me steve um or do you want me to just respond to this rude barman waking me up oh, it, it, it's li- little man little man we've uh, we've got some some guests downstairs who uh, they'd like some food uh, uh, uh goblin mm, goblin voice right i wake up no I, do that as me i wake up um and uh, so none of you can see me yet so you don't know what i look like so i'll describe myself once i get in shot as you might say in uh, a film and uh i go right what is it they want well uh, oh god um it was definitely a, it was a beef sandwich um and i oh something bogging your maybe i I've bloody forgotten. I really should have taken notes, but right. I'm sure you, you can know, work we it out, mate. We had a conversation yesterday yep. about how we haven't got any good beef left, and all we've got is the rotten beef from last. All right, I'll do it. I get, I get up, and I walk down the stairs, and I'm like, bloody! You can't get the ingredients. You just need fresh local ingredients. You can make them. For, I'm, so the figure that you see walking through is a goblin. He's uh, a whole um, uh, 
uh, three foot eight, sorry, looking up on the carriage sheet tall. Um, he uh, is, I mean, he's just got out of bed, but weirdly still got bread flour in his hair. Uh, he is dressed, I mean, he's he is scruffy by human or elf or dragonborn or whatever other things you are, standards. But uh, it's pretty smart by goblin standards, by which I mean he isn't covered in his own sick and other people's guts. Uh, his hair is uh, black and messy. Um, he's a kind of a, a darkish green, like a really good toad. And um, he is uh, stomping off to the kitchen to try and make some um, food. Sam, quick note. Yes. As I walk into the kitchen, I find last week's rotten beef and I cast purify food and drink on it so I can make a decent <laughs> sandwich. Uh, you, you place your hand upon the sullied beef. It, it, it's colour changes. Bread, where have they put the bloody bread? Bread. They have, the, they have the gnomes in here to do the early shift and none of them, like, they just don't know basic kitchen organisation. The the goblin is the only person in the kitchen today. However, you're not fully aware he's he's the caterer in this establishment. As far as you're aware, he's just walked into the kitchen. Perhaps he is just a kitchen porter. As uh, you, you continue to sit down conversing between you and the goblin gets on with his work, you begin to hear a loud... Uh, uh, raucous shouting coming throughout outside this this small friendly tavern. Everyone inside uh, looks over towards the door. You notice uh, in one of the other corners there's a strange bird-like uh, bipedal creature. He stands up, uh, begins to murmur, and then he, he sits down. Um, suddenly through the door bursts in a, a very poorly dressed satire who rushes over to your table and sits down right next to you. Hello. G'day. <laughs> the, the, the satire begins to quickly strip off their clothes uh, and, and places on a judge's wig um, and uh, the other components of a judge's outfit. You notice they appear to be wearing flimsily constructed human legs, uh, almost attached to a waistband in front of their legs. As this happens, the door swings open once again and you see a group of four um, gentlemen holding wooden wooden clubs. Oh, look at what's, what's Where's he... Bloody gone! They're, they're they're looking around this this establishment. Oh no, that's just a oh, bugger. They, they walk over to the innkeeper. Uh, well, have, have you seen a satire coming here? Well, well, I'm 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 not not entirely sure. I wasn't necessarily looking. Oh, for fuck's sake! These four guys they walk back out of the the tavern. Sam. Do you mind if I cast Thaumaturgy to make a voice boom out of the kitchen saying, Sandwich and Porgignon up! I absolutely do not mind. Uh, the innkeeper, startled by this, he rushes over to the kitchen, uh, places his, his hand out for you to hand over the, the delicious delights you've cooked up for him. Well, I, I give him him. Wonderful. He takes him I and wasn't he walks over to the table. I not interrupt that much, but... He, he, he walks over to the table, places the... the delicious food down in front of you I hope it's delicious down in front of the two patrons he looks at the satire very confused um, as to where they may have come from but not entirely sure what this might be why a judge has come into this establishment but alas he scurries back into the bar the three of you sit down trying to understand what's just happened stranger yeah I, I, I mean what I don't know your name it's usually considered polite to, to introduce oneself when one plonks down in a strange tavern I assume you have an explanation for this uh yeah uh um sorry uh, I say as I take off my uh wig and reveal uh a 
ruggishly handsome face with uh, blue eyes and a tiny goatee. Speaking of goatee, the uh, not-so-well-hidden goat's legs uh, sit behind my poorly constructed uh, human legs, um, which I have uh, struggled uh, to to cover up on many an occasion. Um, Unfortunately, I've also got two horns uh, curling out of the top of my head, which make that a little bit difficult as well. Uh, sorry about that. I just got into a, a little bit of a uh, stressful situation. Um, think you could uh, share a little bit of your food with me? I think you should get your own. Vogar <laughs> <laughs> is, is taken aback, fully like shocked, and rubs his eyes and looks back at, at this, this person who's just come in, f- was fully, completely convinced that this was a human uh, judge. <laughs> you look a little shocked there, mate. Want to go halfsies on the sandwich? Uh, honestly, no. I, I'm large. I'm a large being. I will be needing all of this sandwich. But there seems to be a shrill character who is making food. Um, the, the, the innkeeper notices your conversation and the prospect of potentially selling another delicious sandwich. He waddles over. As he's about to ask you for your order, he once again notices the great club on uh, Brogar's back. He looks over to you, uh, little... Satire. Well, um, oh, if I, I, if if you're hungry, we can offer all kinds of beefy delights to you. Only beef. Well, un- un- unfortunately, so um, I, I hope that would be satisfactory to you. We could also offer you a, a some spread or a, a potato, perhaps. Yeah, I'll go for a potato. That sounds all right. Uh, and uh... Just, just 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 a potato. Yeah, you know what? Uh, chuck in a bit of ro- roast beef as well then, why don't you? Wonderful. Uh, he scurries back into the kitchen uh, and informs the small goblin as to what uh, this this new order may be. Oh, wonderful. I've been experimenting with some new ways of doing potatoes. Uh, please make sure you get the customer's feedback on this one because it's one of the greatest creations I've ever made in the name of my goddess. <laughs> So, uh, just can I describe the meal that's coming out? Of course um, you can. It's, uh, so the beef that I've purified so that it's super, super nice, uh, the, 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 the bit that we roasted, it's coming out in really thin, thin slices, like a, a, like a Valentine's card thickness. And they're stacked on top of each other. And then next to them is a mixture of heritage carrots, three different colours. And they've been um, slight parboiled, but then fried with honey and nutmeg. And then what I've done with the potatoes is is like they've roasted, so they've been parboiled, then roasted, but they've been roasted with a salt, like a little salt crust, like a pretzel. So there's just little like impregnated crystals of salt on the outside, and you know a bit of rosemary, but that's adding more decoration than anything else. But I'm trying to create the long wanted hybrid pretzel potato, and uh, I'm, I'm hoping that today I've achieved it. Well, p- 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 perhaps. Li- little man um, maybe if this works uh, we'll have even more custom and as the festival's coming I'm sure we'll be able to, to make plenty of money I don't know if you noticed there was um, the, the big dragonborn I just served that's a rather large club might be able to help us with our little supply chain problem I don't know it's uh, well listen I'm the cook you're the business person I'm in this for the art supply chain is very much your thing I'm I'm interested in good local in-season produce that will allow me to create 
Uh, of course. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll see what we can do, actually. Uh, he, Have you finished cooking your meal? Yeah. Wonderful. That's why I described it. Otherwise, I would have described the ingredients. I'm sorry, I should have done that. It's me. He, he, he walks over to you. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll take this. I'll, yeah, I'll see what I can do. Wait, 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 wait. Yes? Just a tiny bit of bourguignon jus. Right, now it's perfect. He, he takes the, the little meal. He walks over to the table, places it down in front of the satire. Enormous bows. Um, this is the, the most beautifully constructed meal you've ever seen. Uh, perhaps it may be out of your price range. You probably should have asked about that before you came in. Uh, he turns to, to Brogan, just looks him up and down. Um, I, was, I was just wondering if uh, you happen to know how to, to use that great, great club uh, on your back. He's not that stupid. <laughs> well, and you with your stick, if you if you happen to know how, how how to use that, that could also be very very useful as well. Are you attempting to insult us, or is there a point to this conversation? Well, you see, uh, myself and uh, the the small porter you may have seen. We decided uh, to invest in a number of uh, exotic spices before the festival begins. Um, later this week and uh, we well we ordered them a couple of months ago and we expected them to come but that's nothing and then our latest order of uh, some meats and potatoes similarly uh, went awry uh, apparently they docked here in the city but um, somewhere between the docks and uh, our humble establishment they uh, went missing we were just thinking if uh, perhaps you could uh, have a look around and try and uh, find our, our goods. Uh, the porter will, of course, he'll help you. He knows his way around the city, and I'm not sure if you're local, but, yeah. Uh, hey, before you go any further, have you got any tomato sauce I could put on this? Uh, uh, little man, have we got any tomato sauce back there? I mean, I'm not sure why you'd want any, but, of course, give me a second. I just got to blend the oregano. <laughs> Where's the fucking Madeira? Oh, I'm sorry. It's uh, we got lost in the other bloody shipment, didn't it? Right. Guess I'll just use port again. <laughs> um, well, uh, I'll, I'll see. I'll see if I can if I can find anything. Well, I think these people might be somewhat keen on helping, and uh, uh, well, in return for you guiding them, I'm sure I could find some Madeira somewhere around the the market in town. Well, here we go. I've reduced down the uh, the tomatoes, the blended oregano, the port, a tiny bit of sherry vinegar. Um, there was a little pinch of horseradish and um, some honey. And I think that'll make a quite good tomato sauce. Cheers, mate. Just whack it on. What uh, what kind of remuneration would we be talking about for this sort of? Uh... Well, as, as you can see, business is going very well. We have we have plenty of money here. That's all I can really offer you, other than perhaps more food or a place to stay. We've got free. Sam, can I hear him saying that? You, yeah, he's, he's very loud. He's, You've got what? It's what you hear from inside the kitchen. Sorry, I'll muffle it. You've got what? Oh, uh, nothing. Just uh, just some uh, more in- ingredients on the way. That's all. Um, yeah, we've got three rooms upstairs. You could stay there. Some some money in there. He'll cook you some. Food. I mean, the the chef will cook you some food. Not the little not the little man. He's just a porter. He seems to know an awful lot about how to reduce a tomato sauce for a porter. <laughs> yeah, well, you pick it up, don't you, in the kitchen? Um, oh, yeah, I'm sure anyone could if they they stuck around here long enough with our wonderful chefs. I, I'm assuming this meal will be comped while we consider your proposal. 
Oh, well, yeah, if, if you were to perhaps... Um, oh, I'm going to be... I don't even know what comp means, but if, uh, if, if it means it's free, uh, if you do this, you can have as, as many of these sandwiches and bourguignons as, as you'd like. Mm. Oh. That sounds good. I Brogar has been has been biting into his sandwich here with great great gusto, um, and he just looks up, realizes that this guy is is talking to them, um, finally, and just goes, "Oh, mate, this, mm, this is magic. This." Um, I'm glad you like it. I'll be telling the telling the chef all, all about this. It's actually a new one. This, uh, this it's, it's normal, but this is special bread. It's mm. uh, it's gnomish leavened bread. Um, we get gnomes in early in the morning. They cook. Oh, it's a storm. Anyway, I'm glad you like it. I'll, I'll let I'll let them and uh, and the, the chefs, the gnomish chefs, know as well. But uh, did, did you hear what I was saying to your your pal here? No. Uh, I, I'm sorry, mate. I didn't realise you were talking to us. Oh, sorry. You're you're quite a lot lower down down than I am. I'll I'll stoop a little bit. There we go. Getting close to the table. Uh, oh, so um, he sort of cowers a little bit. You're very imposing, huge, great, bloody dragon. Well, so basically, what I was I was saying is, uh, we have a, a supply chain problem. Uh, and I thought, well, look at you. You're a great big dragon maybe you'd be able to help us for money money and fame that's uh, food and and also housing yeah oh well i mean that that's that sounds pretty good i mean i am i am famed for being really quite fantastic um oh, I, I reckon I, I could i could help i can help what, what kind what, of what was your name actually uh, my name's Brogar. Oh, oh, I've heard of you, Brogar. Yeah, of yeah. course you are. Everyone knows uh, Brogar. He looks looks around the room, yeah. hoping people will nod along. Yeah, yeah, I I nod back. I've heard of me. I it's I, I'm I'm very well sought after uh, for all all kinds of of quests and and deeds. What do you want? We just need some muscle, really. Uh, I'm sure your friend can explain it to you better than I ever could. He sort of walks away. Um, I have got out a notepad uh, and I've been jotting a few things down and as he moves away, I look towards uh, my typhling friend and just say, um, renumeration. What, what does that mean? It, it means payment. What do we get for doing what he wants? You can't do something for nothing. Oh, okay. And 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 Madeira, what would that be? Something you probably shouldn't try. Okay. Okay. Madeira bad, renumeration good. I'm getting it. You're learning faster than I've ever seen you. Thank you. He he, he wanders back into the back of the kitchen. He says, "Well, um, I think we've got a a solution to our problem, little little man." Fantastic! Right, let me get me gear from upstairs, and um, we'll uh, we'll go and see what we can do. God, I want those spices! I want those spices for the festival. Oh, you won't believe what I'm gonna make! Oh yeah, cinnamon and asafoetida nut roast—they'll blow your mind. Oh, I look forward to it. Um, he he wanders out uh, to to your table, having just dug around behind the biceps. Well, in, in advance, uh, I thought maybe I could give you a, a little bit of money, you know, if you need to grab something on the way, perhaps some potions or, or something sharp to stick on your club. Um, well, you know, the city's normally safe, but clearly someone's been nabbing this stuff and, you know, maybe they're a bit nasty. Well, if, if you eat your meal, I will I will uh, go take some more orders um, 
not food, unfortunately, our, our, our chef has just got, had to go home sick, um, which is really inconvenient because... I do uh, hope it's not catching. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure, madam, here, it's not a problem. Um, gnomes, they're notoriously, um, they're very, very clean name. <laughs> anyway, um, so basically, yeah, the portal go upstairs, grab his stuff. Um, he's, he, you know, apparently he's a good fighter, I've never seen it, uh, but he tenderizes meat like no one's business. Um, and he'll, uh, he'll escort you. Yeah, that, that's that, what That, uh, do. money you mentioned, Ivy holds out her hand. I'll just be taking that now, shall I? Oh, yeah. So, sorry, mate, sorry to interrupt, but... That's for each of us, right? Do we get to split this up now or at the end or...? Well, considering you haven't told us your name, I think maybe we should start there. Ah, yeah. Uh, my name, my name's, my name's Bacco. It's Bacchus, but my mates call me Bacco and, and you seem like my mate, so I'd say you call me Bacco. He, he stretches out uh, a, a coin purse, a single coin purse, uh, containing 25 gold pieces uh, and places it into the hand of Ivy. It's been lovely meeting you and I'm really glad you enjoyed the food. And if there's anything I can do uh, to help you uh, while you're doing this, just just let me let me know. Brogar pulls out his, uh, his quite sizable uh, coin purse, plonks that down on the table, which uh, knocks off some of the, the plates that are on the table, uh, opens it up and says, All right, Ivy then, uh, how much do I get? Are, are you sure? Are you sure you should be you should be handling that money, Brogar? Don't you worry about that. But how much do I get? What's the split? It's it's between four. Is it? What's that? Three gold? Four gold? No. Let's let's before we before we get down to uh, brass tacks, as it were. Um, I I just want to hear a little bit more about our furry friend here before we sign up to uh, traveling with them. Now, I'm not one to judge when a when a mob of club-wielding humans chase you. Anyone would, would get out of the way because, quite frankly, they're a little prejudiced when it comes to horns. But um, just uh, just reassure me, Bacco, that uh, you're, well, you're respectable company. I'll tell you what. You take me on this journey with you and I promise you, no matter what, we're going to have a good time. That's what I'm bringing to the party. A bit of fun, bit of laughs. I'll take some of the pressure off. We'll split this, what, 10, 10, 5, and it'll work out nice and well for all of us, I'd say. Uh, Brogar's got a bit of a furrowed brow. He's looking down at the table. Oh, no, Bro- Brogar's feeling very, very confused now because because of the Typhlin's words saying, I'm not one to judge when someone is being chased and and this new friend came in dressed as a judge he now thinks that maybe that is the way that people people get out of difficult situations here and now he's thinking where can he acquire a judge's outfit at this point in time you you hear clanging coming down the stairs suddenly uh, the small porter you assume the porter uh, walks down uh, he's dragging his warhammer behind him it's tenderizing the stairs uh, as, as he steps down step by step and he wanders over to your table yeah so i've now got fully dressed uh, i have a pot on my head i'm carrying my giant wok as a shield i've got my uh, warhammer that looks suspiciously in fact when you look at it like a giant meat tenderizing hammer that uh, has been uh, reused as i mean it's the kind of thing you might use to tenderize dragon meat or something but it's a tenderizing hammer and i, I as i write the table i'm like so wow brilliant you lot look really hard um so are you the people who have come to help us rescue the spices yeah, yeah. yes yes we yeah. are i i say standing up uh, to my full height um and then reaching out a hand to shake shake the hand of this new friend 
I reach my hand getting nowhere near Lucy's character's hand, obviously, because my hand is like two foot off the ground. Uh, yeah. I go, oh, you're I it. I jump repeatedly to try and reach Lucy's character's hand. As, as he jumps, I also jump, thinking this is a new fun way to shake hands. And, okay, good. Uh, I choose to make them both seem a little less silly, and I jump up and, and uh, start jumping too. I stop jumping and I say, I don't know how much you know about fine spices, but they've got a lot of volatile compounds in. And uh, because of that, the longer you leave them lying around, the more they lose their flavour. So really, this is a very urgent mission that we need to get the hell on with and not whatever it is we're doing here. What's your name? My name is Snookums Jolliver. Obviously, it's a name I invented myself. Uh, goblins are born with names like that. But I'm not a standard goblin. You see, I've been driven out of goblin society because I am a cleric. And I'm not a cleric of the usual goblin gods. You know, god of poop, god of broken bones. No, I am a cleric of the goddess of fine cuisine, Delia. And um, I am going to spread the gospel of better food across this entire world whilst finding for myself the secrets of ultimate umami. Uh, some people say I talk too much. Was that Delia or Dahlia? Uh, Delia, there's D and then an apostrophe and then E and then L and then I and then A. At least in common, goblin is spelled very different. Oh, I, I did wonder because the uh, the Dahlia flower is symbolic of good taste. I've never found a way to, to deal with them personally. I've eaten them raw. I make kebabs out of Dahlia flowers. Still not quite cracked the secret. Maybe saute. Maybe, but we've got other stuff to do, haven't we? I'm not going to go and do more kitchen experiments. The spice is on the line, friends. I thought you sounded a little well-informed to just be a porter. Oh, yeah, well, um, he thinks it'll be bad for business if people find out that a goblin is, is making all the food, but how was the food? Excellent. Oh, it was it was great, man. I um, Brogar just puts away his uh, his notepad, which now also says I'm volatile... Man, I'm a goblin. Oh, I'm, oh, I, I am. I am sorry. I'm very proud. Like, the goblins may have driven me out, but I'm still proud of my people. Yeah, so, oh, uh, that's why you're green. Oh, I have some cousins that are green. Broga, you can't just ask people why they're green. Oh. I put away my, my notepad, which now says, don't ask people why they're green. It's all right. I don't mind. I'd rather people notice and brush the whole concept of race under the carpet. Yeah. <laughs> Um, as as you're all chatting between you, uh, the, the... I'm, not, I'm trying to get this side out the door. Everything I'm doing is like, come on. You, you're not the innkeeper in the corner. He's making eyes at you and looking at the door. Um, uh, he tries to catch the attention of of the the satire who's looking roughly in his direction. Yeah. So back up. You, you see this man. He's, he's subtly pointing to the door, uh, jangling a coin purse as well. Right then, team. I'd say we better uh, get cracking. Now we've got the goblin who likes goblin. Uh, let's go. Let's uh, let's let's go check out these. I'm mainly more about the making of the food. Oh, sorry. Right. It was a good joke. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> it was just totally inaccurate in its premise. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't mean to uh, assume too much about you there, buddy. It's all right. Here, have a snack. <laughs> and I hand a, a tiny pastry made with cinnamon and honey, and it's in a beautiful twist that's similar to the way that her horns turn as they grow. Wow. <laughs> I eat it and it's delicious and sentimental. Mm. 
<laughs> w- wonderful. Would, would you like to, to make your way to find yeah. some spices? Yes. Come on, we're going to the docks. Cool. As you leave the the tavern, all of the folk who are still sitting down and enjoying their their drinks, none of them eating at this point. Uh, none of them will be able to order food anytime soon, uh, unfortunately. Um, they, they all look at you as you leave. Some of them sort of smiling at the interactions they've heard, and the, the others a few shaking their heads. You, the gentleman in the corner who was hooded, who looked up at you and scowled earlier. He's perplexed as to what's been going on. Alas, you leave, uh, and Snookums guides you down to the waterfront. He guides you through uh, a, a small conurbation, a built-up area. Uh, you snake down the streets, and as you turn out from Talk the... Talk to them as I lead them, Sam. Oh, please do. Can I, So I just say, are there any of you from round here? Yes. Yeah, I'm from, I'm from the big house. You know the biggest house, the big gold house that overlooks everything? I'm relatively new in town and I mostly spend my time in the kitchen, so uh, no, I don't. I point. You don't need a chef, do you? I, no, 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 we don't. I, I point at the massive, towering, golden house and I go, that's where I'm from. Very nice. Um, I was mainly trying to find out if any of you had spent a lot of time in the docks before and might be able to show us around, but I guess you haven't, Hill House Hillison. <laughs> Uh, I haven't. We usually have um, we have uh, staff who go out and and get that kind of stuff for well, us. Could, you, could we get them? Maybe they could take us down there and possibly beat whoever it is. Have you got any like thugs on staff? Uh, no. So I did, Brogas scratches the the side of his head and goes, uh, "Yeah, I've kind of um, oh yeah, awkward, awkward. I've kind of been told to leave and never come back." Uh, yeah. I know how it feels. I know how it feels, mate. Um, right, are any of the rest of you from round here? Uh, not from round here per se, but uh, I've seen a few docks in my journeys. Right, you're our general docks expert. Has anyone got any localised uh, knowledge? Dockster, if you will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Broker <laughs>, laughs heartily at this joke, not understanding it. <laughs> No, I've I've come through the docks a few times uh, on various journeys, but uh... brilliant. I mean, do you know the Spice Wharf well? I'm assuming you didn't come in through that way. It's between the Beef Wharf and the Lamb Wharf, <laughs> and the, the place where they import Star Trek: The Next Generation merchandise, the Wharf Wharf. How <laughs> oh, I just think this that was a joke. <laughs> I thought you were going to be leading us. Well, I mean, I'm happy to lead, but do I look like I'm capable of taking on whoever it is who regularly beats up spice traders and steals all of our... Like, I'm hoping you'll know more about fighting people in the docks. No one. I mean, no we push them will. in the water. What if they can swim? What if there's a ladder? What do we do? No one will... No one's going to attack, attack us. Have you seen me... I mean, they'll know who I am, at the very least. And he's seven foot tall and shiny. Very shiny. <laughs> Great, right. Well, you can go in front, then. I'll blind the docks. Have we got to the docks yet? As you turn the next corner, you see a huge number of ships which have come into town for the festival um, from all around the world. Sail patterns that none of you recognise because none of you have spent any time at the docks. Um, uh, but they're, they're designed in, in different fashions. You've got large white sails and uh, also like, oh, eastern 
sails with the lovely, beautiful sails. You know the ones I mean. Uh, you, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Ones. yeah. You know, I'm a sailor myself. The sailish sails. Yeah, the sailing ones. Um, yeah, and, and you, you see there's a, a large number of jetties where all of these, these boats have come in. Um, but these are regal boats. They're, they're fancy. You notice a bit further down the way, uh, there are some old dilapidated grey warehouses uh, and some smaller boats, which look as though they carry cargo. Can I use my perception skills to see if I notice anything else? Is this going to be our first roll? Yes! Woo! Yes! Uh, yes, you can, you can perceive the docks. Don't <laughs> <laughs> be investigation. You've been listening to too much chaotic adequate. Gregory doesn't know what a flipping perception but roll is. Perceiving is looking. <laughs> investigating is when you're doing investigating, like snooping around. Yeah, right? surely. Yeah, that's how it works. Yeah. I've done this before. It's not my first, not my first rodeo. <laughs> yeah, roll me a, uh, roll me one of those two checks, please. One of perception, please. <laughs> Where is perception hidden? Um, I'm sorry. I am. It, it should say perception next to it. You can tell that my perception is very different to my character's perception. <laughs> I hope this isn't indicative. Uh, your modifier is plus four, so you can roll any dice and add plus four to it. I, sorry, guys. Um, That's all right. Ask me to roll your dice for you. Please roll my dice for me. Wonderful. No. Wow, look at this dice I've just rolled. Uh, you rolled a 16 plus four. Um <laughs> Once again, as I said earlier, the, the sort of trading boats down the sort of far end of the, the docks, close to the city walls, uh, those um, warehouses, you see, uh, there's no one going in and out of them. They almost look as though they're, they're disused. Um, as you're wandering around having a quick look-see, you notice a, another boat come into town, um, this time uh, with, with the large black sails, with an octopus on its sails. Um, you can't see who's on it, but it, it sort of goes up the river past you uh, and continues past these docks further up uh, towards the spires of the university, which you can see from here. I uh, I see that Ivy is having a look around, checking stuff out, staring quite intently at this boat. Can I can I also investigate this boat? You can you can try and go up to it and investigate it, or you can perceive it from where you are. Oh, I'll, I'll perceive from standing and go. And I got a nat one. Uh, oh, I got a nat one minus one. <laughs> yes. Zero the hard way. The, the, the got, first zero. I got a dirty zero right after the first dirty 20. We're doing well here. Crikey. <laughs> um, as as you're, you're looking around, you look at the boat and you continue to follow it. Um, uh, eventually, you catch the eye of, of three uh, young dwarves who wander over to you salaciously and, and ask as to whether you're interested in their merchandise. <laughs> Are they talking to all of us? Just the dragon. Mm. Uh, oh, um, what would your merchandise be down there, all the way down there? Well, I, would, I, I wouldn't want to say in good company like this, um, but if uh, you'd like your, your scales washed or... Um, Perhaps your meat tenderized. We could offer that. Oh no, we've got we've got a, a goblin who does that already. Oh, thank you, though. Oh, oh well, we're we're sorry for getting the wrong idea from you. They wink at you um, as they turn around. You notice on the back of their leather jerkins, which is the Eppen Dwarves. They they wander back down towards the docks, clearly looking for more interesting folk to, to come by. I I make note of them as friends. 
Yes. <laughs> and I gesture with my thumb, pointing over my shoulder at them to my to my other new friends and say, "Oh, I just, everyone's so nice round here. It's great being among the common people." How how kind of you? They they look back at you and they smirk to themselves. One of them gives you a, a, a quick wink and sort of raises his hand, um, holds it to, to one thumb to his ear and a, a small finger to his mouth. He's not entirely sure what he's doing and neither are you. But <laughs> I, it um, means something. I go, well, there's spice dealers. We've got to find where it is the spice gets dropped off. Because uh, remember, the quest is to find my spice. Oh, maybe. And deal with whoever's been... St- were they spice dealers? I thought... They I have something spicy in mind. Honestly, they were using a euphemism that I'm not familiar with, but that could be a euphemism for spice. Shall we go and ask? Yeah. Are you sure they weren't using coded language for cardamom? Oh, that... You know... The, the names of spices have always escaped me. That is possibly what they are. Shall we go and find them? Well, I mean, I th- I'm pretty sure they would have brought spices up if they were the spice, like the spice trade. We've got to find which one of these warehouses has got the spice traders in it. And listen, I don't know how much you know about this land, but like, goblins generally, like my people aren't fair dealers. We're not very well trusted in places like this. And although I've been chucked out of society, no one believes me when I say that. So I'm really very reliant on, on you more... Uh, uh, like acceptable races to do a lot of the talking for me. Oh, oh, I'm really that. More of a, I'm more of a drizzler. Yeah, that that is fine. Mod. That is fine. Yeah. Thanks to my noble birth, people are inclined to think the best of me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Was that just you reading from your character sheet? <laughs> that is. Uh, I check my position of privilege, and yes. <laughs> Yes, I'm thoroughly charming for a demon. I did once have a D&D character whose main trait was that they read out bits of their character sheet. <laughs> that was a very old episode of Chaos Critical. Yes, I think, I think those dwarves were slightly more interested in pestles and mortars than uh, the natural spices, but perhaps we could uh, go and explore the warehouses more directly rather than just standing here looking at them. Brilliant, yeah, I'd love that. Lead the way. Like you have natural leadership abilities. Uh, as you, you wander yeah. your way towards them, you notice those, those three dwarves walking their way uh, up towards that fancy ship uh, that, that's sailing up, uh, the, uh, sailing up the river, and they're, they're shouting something incomprehensible up to the, the, the people on deck, winking and dancing. Um, anyway, would uh, you like uh, to yeah, head to the warehouse if you like? Well, as we pass them, I, I mimic the... Uh, the goodbye motion that he did to me, the the closing one eye, the moving the hand, just to try and make friends. He locks eyes with you, uh, <laughs> thinks for a second, uh, shakes his head, bites his lip, and uh, he turns back to, to dancing <laughs> for these gentlemen on their boat. <laughs> Amazing. All right, I'm, I'm leading the way. Can someone point me in the right direction? Is he the, uh, the large warehouses? Those, those big buildings Where? over there? Well, yes, yes. The ones that aren't in the water. Right, yeah, yeah. Those. Okay, I am going to make my way over there then. Um, as you arrive at these, or clo- close in on these warehouses, once again, they're seemingly empty, but you notice um, as you're getting closer that behind them there are some newer uh, storehouses, so 
much like the warehouses that aren't quite so holy and grey. They're wonderfully colourful, uh, brown being the main one. Um, and yeah, the, there's there's the boats shored up beside it. There's not really anyone around at this moment in time. There's a few people you know, tying up their sails or other boat things. I've really should have done more research on boats. Uh, but <laughs> they're having a good time and that's what matters, really. <laughs> You've seen boats in popular culture and you thought you could rattle off boat facts. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know boats. No, you don't. They're, they're losing the main right, really. sail. <laughs> and jibbing the sheets. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. You're posh. You do know about boats. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. Oh, wow. Uh. <laughs> Can I go take a look in the brown, fancy-looking warehouses? Of course you can. Uh, as you, you waddle your way to... Or rather, can you, I go with her? Yes. I'm looking for spices. You, you clip-clop your way towards these, these fancy-looking warehouses. There's no windows, but there's a gap in between the two doors, which are thick wooden doors, which are, are shut at the moment. Perhaps can you I could... take a peek? Of course you can. Um, I'd get you to roll a perception check, but uh, okay. you have dark vision, so... Great. Uh, you see inside, um, because everyone has dark vision these days. Thank you, Wizards of the Coast. Uh, as you look inside this warehouse, you can see all sorts of uh, armaments, um, as well as uh, some delicious looking snacks for what you can only assume to be the festival, because there's a big label on one of the barrels that says for the festival. Do you want me to open that door for USA, kind of coming behind, uh, behind Baco and putting my hand into the gap between the doors? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Strength check, please. Fantastic. Where is my... Or, <laughs> yeah, we'll just go raw strength. <laughs> okay. Uh, that is a... Mm, that is a 17 plus 3 because I am quite mighty. Placing your hands upon the two parts of the door, pulling them towards you, you can hear the wood splinter. Um, you have torn the the doors off their hinges uh, and before you lies uh, the interior of the warehouse it made a rather lo- loud noise as the doors well are you still holding them or have you put I'm, them on I'm, the floor i'm holding them in the air i look awkwardly and say oh god it mustn't it mustn't have been locked oh uh mm. and i just prop them up at the side uh trying to pretend that that's where the door should be not over the big hole in the building like propping them up like they're together and it's fine. Cool. Uh, no, one, no one really um, notices what's going on, except for the little Eppen dwarfs. Yes. Can I grab some of the wood splinters just in case they're really nicely aged? I might use them to smoke something later. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you, and can you I can also go up? into the warehouse with my friends? Yes. Uh, you'll need to add, uh, just note down, you've got those splinters. You've got a, a couple of handfuls of splintered wood, a little bit of sawdust as well, as where that is just, you know, broken so finely. It's it's oak. Sorry. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, you're now stood in the doorway of this warehouse. Can I go and have a look at all of the stuff and see if any of it is our stolen spices? Uh, yep. As you look through, you see some beef, some lamb, um, some foreign breads, potatoes, carrots, parsnips, apples. All, all uh, being me, as I do this, I am taking tiny pinches of things and sniffing them and tasting them. Just like it's a montage on a TV cookery show and I'm at the market in uh, France. <laughs> so, yep, you, you, you begin to... Are, are you taking pinches or are you just licking the, the merchandise? Well, 
Well, I do, you know, I like if I see potatoes, I'll pick one up and I'll give it a sniff and see if it's a special kind of potato I've never seen before. If there's any like spices or anything, I'll take a tiny pinch and smell them and taste them and be like, mm. I'm basically, I'm looking for new flavor combinations. Yeah. Okay. Brogar copies this. Um, so he's, he's busy feeling up an apple and <laughs> licking one of the, the lamb chops. You notice that there are spices here. There's basil and sage, but none of your exotic spices. This appears to be um, an order of food, but maybe not yours. I tell this to everybody else. I say, although there's a whole load of food here, none of it is the stuff that was stolen on its way to us. We were looking for something a bit more exotic. And I don't mean exotic like those dwarves meant exotic. I just mean exotic. So this this isn't the right place. I suggest we go somewhere else and have a look before anyone notices what that one did to the doors. Brogar shiftily puts the the lamb chop he licked into his pocket and just goes, I don't know, this isn't ours. No, this isn't the stuff we were looking for. Also, licking raw lamb is a really bad idea and I would have thought somebody of your uh, cultural standing wouldn't fall to such things. um, I've never never seen food that wasn't right, ready to be eaten on a a gold plate. I don't... (laughs) Do you have to do something to this? Right, I'll show you. Maybe not. Well, are, we out, are we outside yet? Uh, I have you left. I'd like to leave the warehouse. You're outside. Everyone else is still inside, though. So um... I'm outside. I'll, sh- yeah. I'll show you how to sort this lamb chop out. All right, I, I pull out the lamb chop out of my pocket and there's a piece of paper stuck to it that just says, it's all the names of the, the people I've met and the phrase saute, question mark. <laughs> I, I also exits the warehouse. Can I have one look around to see if there's anything worth pocketing? Uh, yes, you could roll an investigation check for me if you'd like to. Yes, how do investigate. I do that? That would be uh, it'll say investigation. Click next to it, otherwise I can I can roll for you. You should where, call a fruit. Where are the dice? So you uh, okay? Are you <laughs> on not your? Just me. I'm on my on page. Yeah. yeah. D- does it say it says like investigation and then there's a little rectangle to the right of it? I swear the sheet makes it They'll harder. It'll have a number in it. There's lots of things with a number in it, but I don't see investigation. It, it'll be in the, in the middle. In the middle. Oh, yep. And then it should say investigation in there. You click the rectangle next to it. Oh, yep, there we go. Yep. Click the rectangle with the number. And it should roll a dice. Okay, I did that. Oh, yeah. It says three. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of build-up for a very little delivery. <laughs> Congratulations. And then it says, check. I don't know what any of that means. <laughs> okay. Um, as you, you look around, the only thing that could perhaps fit in your small, meagre pockets uh, are some bags of raisins. I'll take them for snacks. <laughs> And then I'll uh, leave the warehouse. Cool. Uh, you, you've pocketed some raisins. You write that down somewhere. Keep it. Keep it for later. Who knows what use it'll be? Um, perhaps you'll make a Eve's pudding. Wow. That has raisins, <laughs> right? It does have raisins. Do you want to Team pocket chef? up a bit more? <laughs> I don't know. I've only had two cooked puddings in my life. That and hasn't custard. Spot- <laughs> hasn't spotted dick got raisins? Yeah, but I didn't want it. to say that one. So. <laughs> I used to have that boiled in in the tin for like an hour on the stove. It was great. Wow, your life has been so hard. 
as, as no you've, you've now all aggregated outside this warehouse, um, you notice there appear to be two fellas coming out of a, um, a little alleyway near where you originally came from, wandering their way down towards uh, the boats near to you. They've noticed that the doors are broken, but just they're not thinking anything of it at the minute. Chuck us that lamb chop, I'll sort it out for you. I peel off the bit of paper and throw it to him. Right, I catch the lamb chop, I stick a single crossbow bolt into it, then I wedge the crossbow bolt into the ground so that the lamb chop is just a bit off the ground, and I do this with a nice clear space around it. I give it a couple of twists from my holy salt shaker, and then I just cast sacred flame onto the lamb chop just to really quickly uh, sear the outside and get it cut. Um, <laughs> as you... Uh, I'm just going to roll a dexterity saving throw for the lamb chop. Yeah, good uh, idea. I mean, technically, you've got to. Technically, I have to. My spell save DC is 12. It, it did roll a 19, but I'm pretty sure because Would it's you... dead, it has a, a dexterity yeah. modifier of minus 20. Uh, <laughs> you've got, so... it's, it's got a roll disadvantage on account of being dismembered, surely. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll give it disadvantage and we'll see. So it's 19. 19 and another 19. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, it dodges your sacred flame. Yeah. How bloody you, dexterous you is this deadline? Wait, wait, wait. Wait, I'll try again. Sorry, it's always a bit... I think it's my left eye. It's always hard on the first one. No, the lamb chop dodged to on side. <laughs> must have been a gust of wind caught the crossbow bolt. Anyway, let me try again. Okay, let's give that a go. It's got disadvantage. That's an 18 and a... Mm. 14... I like, okay, it's my right eye that time. <laughs> Come on, Snookums, you can do this. You can cook a lamb chop, mate. I go over and I just pat the lamb chop, give it one more twist of salt in case any of the salt has blown off with the wind that's been blowing it around. Right, one more go. And I give it a sacred flame. Okay, come on. 17 and... What is wrong with these dice? 11. Yay! You, you cook it to perfection. I mean, I had another entire plan if that didn't work. But anyway, um, yeah, I hand it over on the end of the stick. I mean, I give it a tiny, like, I, I pinch off a tiny little bit and taste it myself because you never serve food that you haven't tasted. And then I hand it over on the stick. The stick is a crossbow bolt, which I will remove from my inventory because it's probably quite damaged yeah. by being sacred flamed. Um... There we go. Yeah, I, I I gladly take the uh, the now fantastic looking lamb chop, um, point at it in a joking way, and say, "Oh, you thought you could get away in my belly and uh, eat it with the bone still in." Now we've done that. Who do you think those two blokes were? Hmm. I say, coughing up a, a massive well, lamb chop bone. Generally, like the docks, it's not the place where the cream of society comes, as you've all proved. But um, those two blokes looked specially shady, even for the docks. Do you think they might have stolen my spices? As you're chatting, you, you notice they appear to be um, making their way onto one of the boats. They're, they're looking, yeah, they're, they're looking around and trying to be aware of their, their surroundings, but trying to, you know, keep an eye on you, see if you're paying them any attention. I stare straight at them. Uh, I, I walk towards them. Shit. I go, um, <coughs> <coughs> ask them if they know where my spices are. 
Brogaz is still punching himself in the chest trying to hock up that lamb bone, uh, but walks towards them with purpose. Uh, they haven't noticed you yet. They're, they're rummaging around inside one of these smaller trading trading boat vessels. It's got a, a bunch of uh, crates on the back. They've got things in them. What things? Things. You'll have to perceive them. Oh, yeah. Can I perceive them? Of course you can. Yeah. It gives me time. <laughs> what is that? That's a letter. Oh, um, <laughs> two. Two. They're you. They're crates. You roll the two. They're, they're crates. Sam, are you googling types of things? Dungeon <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 master never tells. Can I? Can I try and perceive? Yep. Can you roll for me? Since I can't use this. <laughs> yes, I can now roll for you. I love breaking Dungeon Masters as, next, as much as the next person, but just looking what's in crates isn't normally the thing to do it. You rolled a 23. There's lots of colourful apples. And also, what? there's a, some pears and uh, a, some mandarins, some tamrons. Um, a what? A, a tamron. It's another kind of orange fruit. It's a citrus. Um, and uh, some grapefruit, some grapes, um, and a dragon fruit. There's lots I- in there. Did I spot any any kind of mice or any kind of creatures? Uh, no, no. This, this other than on the wharf where there are, there's a you know perhaps a rat doing some scar or something. Um, <laughs> no, you you, you rolled twenty three. Uh, yep. You also you know you're perceiving these crates, but at the same time you notice uh, these men appear to be rummaging through them to you know yeah they're they're rummaging through almost as though they're trying to take an inventory of what is inside hmm. can i say hello to them go for it uh so i go up to them and i uh uh tap them on the shoulder and say excuse me uh mate's just wondering if you've seen any uh exotic looking spices around here i think we're after some cardamom and something no 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 never no 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 spices no not our we're uh we're humble fruit merchants yes this is a these are fruits we are merchants so i can i sense that they're a little shifty and can i use charisma to see if they'll tell me a little more you can perform a persuasion check so i got a five plus a five so it's a ten ten uh so what would you like to persuade them to do or ask them I'd like to uh, persuade them, or uh, I'll ask them again if they've seen seen any spice spices lying about. Uh, no, 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 just just apples. Wonderful apple. Uh, would you like an apple? Only three silver. Uh, no, I'm all right. Perhaps five silver. Um, or maybe even a tamron. Can I can, can I assist on this persuasion check? Um, that, that would give advantage to yeah. yes you, yep. Yeah, can I just I essentially I stand behind uh, Baco, uh, towering over it, and I wink and point at the same time at the guy. Uh, so if you roll a another persuasion check there, Baco, and we'll just take the higher score of the two. Wait, am I meant to be rolling? Yep. <laughs> 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 and I got a four plus a five, which is a nine. Wonderful. So your highest roll was a ten. Uh, uh, big, big man, you look hungry. Uh, apples, pears, tamarinds, mandarins, grapes, and grapefruits and dragon fruit. Any for you? Oh, dra- dragon fruit, you say? You're a dragon. 
Uh, yes. I am. I puff up my chest, slightly stretching my T-shirt that is on backwards. Uh, I am. I am indeed a dragon. Well, I hear this. Uh, these these dragon fruits can give dragons mystical powers. Make your breath strong and your scales uh, sharp and good. Yes, good. My my back. Brogar's eyes have glazed over in wonder and he looks at his bag, which is quite full of fancy stuff, um, and figures out that he could probably fit about eight dragon fruit in there and so asks for ten dragon fruit. Yeah, that'll be, um... Oh, maths, oh... Fourteen gold? Yep, that sounds reasonable. Yep, fourteen. Fourteen gold? Yeah, very rare dragon fruit, and they can only be consumed by dragons. Of course, it's in the name. Oh, I mean that is true. You must, yo, yo, your sales must be down quite a lot because there's not that many dragonborns. No, no. Well, we we trade exclusively with um, uh, luxurious clientele, dragony clientele, and also people who like apples, grapes, and grapefruits. Brogar thinks back to when he and, and Ivory were in the pub, and Ivory was telling him about bartering, and he goes, "How about ten gold?" Uh, well, um, just looking at you, yep, that sounds like a great deal. Ten gold for these dragon fruits. Uh, but you could perhaps also take us, help us take our merchandise off this boat. Oh, yeah, I'm, I am I'm very strong. What do you guys think? I turn to the group. I think it's a brilliant idea. It'd be really good also if they've got any hints about other people's merchandise. Anyone been there? Suddenly seeming like they're very rich in exotic spices. Surprisingly. <laughs> Sorry, I was watching a goblin detective film in the uh, kitchen earlier and it's just it's gone to my head a bit. Oh, well, uh, we we are uh, not aware of any exotic spices, but we, um, yeah, no, no, no exotic spices, just, uh, just fruit. Are there any just, like, generally really dodgy people that my friends here could go not, and interview? Not anyone we know, personally. Um, definitely, right. we don't know. We don't so know You're anyone. the two people that work on the docks who've never made it. Right, give us one of them apples, I'll shut up. Yeah, we, we, we just, no, no, we no, just, just ones, put up apples. Nice ones, thank you. Def- definitely, we 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 never never take anything, especially not um, exotic spices or fruit for that fact. Well, we're actually looking for some new desserts at the uh, high class restaurant. Uh, oh, are you? If I purchase, so uh, do, you, do you mind if I just try a couple of your rarer apples? Uh, if they make a good uh, sorbet. If if uh, you take no no issue in uh, helping us uh, uh, gather together these supplies, take them off the boat with uh, you know. Well, post haste. Friends' business. I'm. Have you noticed I'm three foot eight? Yeah, you know, it's great things come in small packages sometimes. Like, like my, my best friend Barry here, he's, 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 he's wonderful. Uh, yeah, apples. Apples for you, dragon fruit for you. There was ten gold. Um, and yeah, you're, you're all going to help us carry it. Yeah. Ivy has been a little distracted from this conversation. Um, she's been trying to get the rat on the wharf close enough that she can ask it if it smelt any spices anywhere that they maybe aren't normally you can speak to animals uh, because you have beast speech and so uh, oh I think you do as a spell yep would you like to cast that then yes please cool you cast speak with animals uh, the, the rat sort of looks at you what would you like to say to him any good smells anywhere that they maybe shouldn't be spiky <laughs> or make you sneeze <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
This is a great strategy, by the way. I just want that on record. This is a brilliant strategy. Sometimes I, I hear, I, I hear all kinds of things. Um, and yeah, well, and smells. Um, over there, the smells is there. He's sort of gesturing with his tiny little paw, or her tiny paw. It's a lady rat. We haven't had any ladies yet. A uh, rat technical term. Yes, a, a rat 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 Points over towards the, the alleyway those gentlemen appear to have come from. Oh, I was I was there with, with my friends, and we well we came by a wonderful place full of lovely smells and food. Mm, food, yes. Oh, oh yes. Hmm. Over down these these gentlemen are currently getting getting some money from Brogon. I can show you if you like. Uh, Ivy turns to call to the others to tell them that she's she's found a potential location, only to see Brogar counting out vast quantities of gold. <laughs> <laughs> Just what is going on here? Oh, this this guy is selling fruit that only dragons can eat, and uh, I am a dragon. Is he? Gosh. Yeah, well, yeah, all kinds of of fruit. Um, These are for dragons. These are for tieflings. We've got tiefling apples in here, actually. Oh. Tiefling apples. They're very cheap. Yes. The thing is that I I can't imagine that a quality merchant like yourself would leave your best stock on a boat. You must have a warehouse nearby where maybe your... Higher quality merchandise. Why don't Why don't you show us where the where the high value goods are, and then we could talk a a, a large deal. My friends, very keen are your dragon fruit. He begins to, to lurch backwards. He looks over to Barry. Oh, I guess uh, we goods. If uh, well, yeah, Barry. I think we should. I think that would be a wonderful idea. Yeah, Barry uh, nods. Oh, I guess uh, he's about four foot two. Yeah. Oh well, you might you might need your strength if you're doing that. But some tiefling apples would uh, provide you with the glucose content you need. Barry went to school. (laughs) Well, do lead on, fine merchants that you are. Do do lead us to your uh, exclusive locale. Well, of course, you you said you'll help us carry some things first, says I Barry. Well, yeah, of, of course, of course, they have. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, we'll need to also uh, perform this transaction first, Mister. Uh, what was your name, Dragon? Uh, B- Brogar, Brogar Dragonian. Brogar Dragonian. What a majestic creature you are! It's a dragon fruit. Yeah, eight, eight, eight dragon, eight dragon fruit. Is that it? Eight, eight dragon fruit. Yeah, it seems like a very reasonable price. What do you think, Ivy? <sighs> Oh, I'm sure they could work out a wholesale discount if we maybe saw some of the other wares on offer. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be too hasty. Mm. After all, you're, you wouldn't. You're, want- you're going to need your strength. Oh, I, I'm. I think you'll find actually. I'm. I'm very strong. I say slightly intimidating, uh, Barry. Yeah. Well. Well. Yeah. We can wait. We can wait. <laughs> I'm sure there will be plenty more on offer back at our. Um, Warehouse. Yeah, they begin to, you know, pick up these these crates, gesturing for your help. Mm. Brogar wanders over um, and starts like holds one arm slightly close to his his uh, body and starts piling up the dragon fruit into his arm and be like, "Yeah, I'll help you carry." Here you go. Oh, wonderful! Yeah. Ivy just cool. twirls her quarterstaff 
and pointedly doesn't carry anything. The the, the small rat has uh, wandered up and is sort of just looking up at you from you know below, almost like placing a a paw on your on your foot. Um, so you pick up these crates and would you like to to head with them towards their warehouse? Yeah, I've managed to balance. About 20 dragon fruit in my arms. One I'm holding on to with my teeth, and I've got one in my other hand as well. Well, you wander your way towards the alley they came from. Um, a few people have begun to aggregate by that warehouse where you happen to have uh, torn off the doors, but they're unaware it was you. Um, they are perplexed as to what may have happened. Perhaps there was a strong gust of wind, um, or maybe it was those cheeky spice bandits everyone's been talking about. You wander your way uh, through the alleyway. You're going, it's a very narrow alleyway. It's, it's dark, but there appear to be um, tungsten-coloured light bulbs uh, along here. Not electrical. They're not plugged into anything. Some kind of bizarre magic, perhaps. But um, yeah, it's, it's dim, but there's a, an orange glow. You, you wander your way through these alleyways, and as you turn around the corner, you find yourselves in a small square. There's a, a building on either side of the square there's a, a street passing through it um and one of one of these two buildings um and then you know there's a few dotted on the corners but one of these two large buildings um has a rather tall gentleman about six foot two human um male he's he's got a rather large club much like your own brogar and he uh, he waves to his his friends oh barry and a gaza oh fancy seeing you here You've bought friends and merchandise. Well, uh, of course, uh, as humble um, fruit, 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 fruit traders, uh, humble fruit traders, uh, we've got a warehouse full of the stuff, haven't we, boys? Why are they here? Oh, oh I thought I'd, uh, speaking around the dragon fruit that he's carrying with his mouth, I thought I'd help. Oh, we you are. Thought, thought you'd help. You yes. are. Potential customers, and Wonderful. I try and roll a persuasion or charisma. I, I want to try. What are you trying to do? I'm trying to uh, convince him that we are people he wants to let in, uh, and definitely not. Yeah, we, we, we potentially we've got loads of money, and we're going to buy their stuff. Okay. Can Brogar stand near Ivy and we can point again? <laughs> <laughs> I love this move. Yes, that'll be of advantage. Uh, do you want me to roll that persuasion for you? Please. Boop, boop. That's a 17 and a... Or an 18 and an 11. We are rolling high today. Um, ah, what would you like to, to... What are you saying to them? So, so we, your, uh, your fruit merchants here suggested that they might have some fine quality merchandise in this location, and we thought we'd uh, just cast our eye over it before placing a large order. Oh, yes. Seafling uh, pet. Seafling ap- 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 apples. Yeah, loads of them. Absolutely loads of them. And you look like you have the money for them as well, which is wonderful. If you, uh, if you just come in here with us, I'm sure we can sort you out. He uh, turns around, knocks on the door, uh, and uh, a small metal slit opens up as uh, 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 some eyes peer out. You hear some muffled talking, uh, a bit of a giggle, and then the door swings open. Inside, uh, there's just one more one more person. Um, this time, a female dwarf wearing um, leather armour and, and holding a, a blackjack, a small wooden club. 
as you peer in from the distance you're currently at, you can see crates upon crates upon crates of goods, as well as silver and golden mirrors. Um, there are weapons, there's armor, there is just, just gold. This place is full to the brim of things, which clearly these people have been collecting together. They look like my house. Your house? Where's, where's your house, uh, Mr... Hot, a spit out the uh, the dragon fruit. Uh, the big one, big gold house. Big house. Yes, yes. We know. Well, we used to uh, we used to sell dragon fruits to uh, your brother. Oh, you've met my brother. Yes, your brother called um, Gavin Dragonian. <laughs> Gav, oh. Gavin, Gav, Gavin? Oh, oh! I've never heard him called Gavin, but hey, I don't know what he goes by these days. Yeah. He's he's very, very intellectual. So who knows? Wonderful. Well, if you'd all like to help us carry these things inside, we can uh, sort out those payments for you and let you be on your way. Yeah, I happily walk into the trap with them, <laughs> uh, <laughs> warehouse with them. Everyone else. Um, I think the spices might be in there. Also, like, my new friends are pretty hard from the look of them. And I've got a part of my head and I'm walking the shield. Uh, so I'm straight in there. I'm like, you reckon this is where they've got my exotic spices? I'm in. Okay. I reckon that... Uh... I shout back to the other two. The, the gold one might be doing something stupid. Uh, we should help. I smile at the dwarf with the blackjack and saunter into the building. <laughs> Wonderful. And, and finally, Bako. I'll follow suit, because uh, it looks like there could be some interesting stories coming in, in here. As you walk inside, the door slams shut, and can you please all roll me initiative? Yeah! This episode of Live Love Lovecraft was written and produced by me, Sam Mackay. It starred Steve Cross, Lucy Eckersley, Kate Hunter, and Zoe McGee, and you can find links to their online stuff in the podcast notes below. The music was written by me, and sound effects were produced by myself and Michael Gelfie. A link to his Patreon can also be found in the episode notes. Have a wonderful week, friends, and we'll see you next time when the adventure continues.